Come on, man. Come on, man. Before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Yeah, that was kind of sad, that one. Come on, man. If he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, well, I don't think we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called, called panthers. Bradley, I don't think that phone. we should and be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. That's about right. Okay. Well, we've got an exciting show for you today. It, it's going to be um, oh, man. a surprise to you as well as myself. So, <laughs> Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll-free today at 1-800-LAW. <laughs> Is that, is that kind of like jungle law? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> are you are you having fun? Oh, more than, a, more than a guy's supposed to have. I mean, I'm out here floundering, and you're sitting there playing with your buttons. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's correct or not, but... <laughs> oh, no, it is. Come on, man. That was sad. Stop it. <laughs> Before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Did you did you take that test, Shelly? <laughs> did I take that test? Yeah. No, you don't drug test, Brad. Oh, I'm telling you. Okay. Pinky and Stripes were on TV last night. You know about you know about this? I I briefly read something about it. Uh, somebody that is like the neighbors of Pinky and Stripes. Well, no, they were at, Pinky and Stripes were actually themselves on the uh, the RNC convention. Oh, I did not know. I oh, know yeah, that yeah, yeah, one yeah. of their neighbors was interviewed. No, no, they they were they were they were some of the featured speakers last night for the uh, the RNC convention. You know, last week it was the virtual. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were on national. You know, they were on the national thing. Now, here's what's interesting. He said something. But they think that's a boost for their career. Well, he said something that I've never heard before. And he said that one of the pro, if you know what we're talking about, Pinky and Stripe, these are the Mikulskis or McCluskies, whatever they call themselves. Mikulskis. Mikulskis, yeah. who were, you know, sitting outside on their deck uh, or their porch or something like that. Uh, was it a Sunday night, I believe it was? And that was the night that the protesters were going to show up at Mayor Lyda Crusen's house, which is down the street from Pinky and Stripe's house. And they uh, supposedly, now there's controversy in this too, supposedly they broke a gate. And there's some people to say, no, the gate was intact, that the Mikulskis broke the gate after the thing was over to make it look like these people were like, well, they just barged into our neighborhood and broke a gate. And and anyway, the pinky and stripes were wave, waving their guns around. And You mean they planted evidence? Well, the, you know, once again, depending on who you listen to. But what was interesting was last night, Pinky, and the reason we call him Pinky and Stripes, at least I do, because he was wearing a pink polo shirt and she was wearing like a a black and white striped hamburger shirt and um right. yes we know have you ever seen the, the picture of that somebody actually made her into the hamburger have you ever seen that one hello i have yes it's pretty funny anyway so he said last night that one of the protesters 
was on a bullhorn and was yelling bad things at him and telling him that, you know, that the revolution had come for them. And it was a woman. And guess who it was? This is what he claims. Last night. I've never heard this before. Take a guess. Who, Harris. No, it was Corey Bush, the lady who just beat uh, Lacey Clay for the uh, uh, first congressional, uh, uh, you know, seat, the you know, U.S. House of Reps, uh, first congressional uh, district in the state of Missouri. It was her. I don't believe that. That's what he said. He said that last night. Well, lawyers don't lie. Well, no, but, but I'm going like, I'm, I mean, why would he say that? I mean, it's... Int- why do you say half the things you do? Because it's BS. No, 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 no. I don't... I, I think that may be the case because she shows up at all these protests. She's very much in all these protests. I, I remember her as crazy oh, as... Me- oh, yeah. I remember her as crazy as it may sound. I remember her from Ferguson. I, I've met her before in, when I was in Ferguson years ago. That's how, her, that's how her whole career started. She became a, you know, like a very vocal protester. So anyway, I don't know how we got talking about that. The, the only thing is that this is, this is our morning ritual because of the fact that we have to, you know, because every morning when we go on the air now, we have to play this because of the fact that we have to make sure that we're, we, <laughs> Shelly's going, ah. <sighs> <sighs> Before you got in this program, you're taking a test where you're taking cocaine or not? What do you think, huh? Yeah. Have you taken your test for cocaine? <laughs> no. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. That's Shelly. That, that spot reminds me of Corinthian leather. Do you realize that because of you, this city is being overrun by baboons? <laughs> I'm thinking that one's going to get you in trouble. It's going to come back and bite you. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings uh-huh. been injured? Uh-huh. Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll-free today at 1-800-LAW. Speaking of that, have you heard the latest uh, uh, victim uh, possibly victim of the cancel culture, the professor from Mizzou. Have you heard the story already? No. Supposedly happened yesterday where it's a marketing class and it's a virtual. They're doing a Zoom call. And the professor's guy, I think his name is Poor, Professor Poor, P-O-O-R, been there for a long time, supposedly very, very uh, uh, you know, popular professor, teaches marketing class. And he was introing the class, you know, hey, how everybody doing? And, you know, hey, let's go around the class and introduce everybody. And, you know, and uh, then he was like near the near the beginning. He was asking like, OK, anybody here who's here from Missouri and who's here from, you know, other places in the country and who's here from out of the country? And a guy, you know, young guy says, you know, I'm I'm here from China. And and the professor says, oh, yeah, what part of China? And uh, the, the, the kid says, Wuhan. And the professor says, oh, hold on a minute. Let me get my mask. They're trying to fire him over that. Is that true? Oh, a true story. I think it's, I'll see if I can find it. But that's what he said. I've actually heard the audio clip. I heard it up on, uh, where was it? It was, it, was, it was posted last night on one of the social media sites. I can't remember where I saw it at. And, and that's that. I th- I'll see if I can find it and download it. And, and, the, and, and it, wasn't the, it wasn't the Chinese student. He actually laughed about it. But one of the other students in the class recorded it because he's recording his, his you know, Zoom call. You can record, most of the time you can record the Zoom call. And he 
pulled out the audio clip and he officially made a complaint to uh, Mizzou, uh, the dean of students or whoever would handle that kind of stuff, and they are thinking about firing the professor. Really? Yeah. Because all that kid was wanting was his 15 minutes of fame. Well, what? You mean the kid was trying to get him fired? The kid that sat there and recorded it and you know, pulled well, out the audio but, and submitted but, but it. But once again, it's to the point where it's like, you know, it's 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 like, okay, everybody knows that's where the virus started, right? I mean, we all know that. That's like, you know, yes. common knowledge. Yes. And to the point where, you know, and remember, the thing that Donald Trump still doesn't get any credit for is that, and, and remember, if you remember this, you know, Biden went after him. Uh, Trump shut down uh, travel between China and the United States. Shut it down. What, back in... January, February, long time ago, you know, and and people would oh, look what he's doing. He's a xenophobe. He's 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 you know he doesn't like the Chinese people. He's he's saying they can't come to the United States. Well, because of the fact that he's going like, hey, this is where it started. Let's not let these people into the country. Which you know now hindsight being twenty twenty was probably one of the smartest things he did. You know what I mean? But yet, nope, can't say things like that. So. Oh my God! Every single day, it's like, okay, how can you know? That's why. That's why when I found this, have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll free today at 1-800-LAW. Okay, the more things happen the funnier that gets, don't you think? Because that's where it's headed. Well, I'm suing him because I'm offended. Why were you offended? Well, he said something about the fact that my hair was thinning. What? Well, I've got a full head of hair, can't you tell? No, it looks like you're sort of bald up there. Well, oh no, oh no, no, I'm, I'm offended. God, on a daily basis, I get offended by all sorts of stuff, you know? How about you, Shelley? Do you get offended on a daily basis? People are saying things to you? People don't usually say things to me. <laughs> how about how about the text I sent you of the guy that sent me sent me the text? Remember yesterday? Yeah, he, you're you're on his naughty list. <laughs> he's offend, he's offended me three times right now, and I'm going like, here's, yeah. here's a guy I've never met, you know, who's sending me, you know, just like years ago, you know, one of my ex employees, her girlfriend, sent me death threats, you know, and wouldn't stop. Finally, had to go to the police. Did that help? Uh, it stopped because <laughs> the police essentially said, "Look, we know who you are. We have proof of, of who who this is, and all we can tell you is that you're getting a warning now. If it keeps up, we're going to come to arrest you." And it stopped. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had put an end to it. That was that was that was done. <laughs> you know, that ne- was good. Never had another problem with it after that. You know, good for you. Well, it just got to the point where it got to be okay. You know, people are like they're sending me death threats. You know, I mean, come on. You know, get with the program. You know, get with yeah. The, it's it's really gotten yeah, out of control. Yeah. Well, no, I shouldn't say come on. I should say come on, man. Yeah, that's what I should say. <laughs> oh man, come on, man. <laughs> Isn't that a classic? It is. Oh look, it's six six forty three. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Brad has a new play toy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, anyway, 
Uh, Are I, you better? Yeah, I sent you that article on Mizzou Professor. Did you get it? I did, but I haven't looked at it. Okay. <laughs> I was too busy being super lonely. <laughs> if you just tuned in, um, last break, we talked about the fact that there was oh, the first day of class yesterday. There's people trying to throw out this professor because uh, when he was asking students in the class where they were from, and one kid said he was from Wuhan, China, the professor says, oh, hold on, let me get my mask, or something like that. And he's, he, he's trying to get fired over that. I'm going like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean. But I thought you said that he wasn't the one that. No, he's not. It was. A, it says in the article, it's a woman. It's. It's just like it's like the Don Marsh thing. Remember when Don Marsh quit from from KWMU? You know, he greets he greets Karen Foss, who was his rival. They never worked at the same station. John, uh, you know, Don Marsh was at Channel Two. Karen Foss was at Channel Five. They were rivals. You know, back when the TV business was like, you know, cutthroat, and they'd do anything to, you know, kill each other, you know, for ratings. And he uh, had her on his show. He did a show at noon on KWMU and actually did a really nice job with it. I really enjoyed listening to him. And uh, so Karen Foss shows up in the studio and he hasn't seen Karen or Foss for a while. And he, I think his comment was, you look great. So one of the the young female producers filed a grievance against him with HR at the radio station. And they called him in the next day and said, well, Don... You know, we have to tell you this, that uh, got a serious problem here, that, um, you know, someone filed a grievance against you because of the fact that you said a disparaging, or no, you said a, what was it? I can't remember what the official charge was. He sent a, 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 a um, some kind of a, it wasn't disparaging, but in other words, it was some kind of sexually tinged comment or something like that. And he said, I said she tinged? looked... Well, I mean, and keep in mind, tinged. was it tinged or I, was it singed? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just some, you know, goofy. I mean, you know, once again, if if I see you, you know, I mean, if if you and I haven't seen each other for a while, let's say like years go by and I haven't seen you for a while and I see you and I walk up and go, Shelly, you look great. Are you going to be insulted by that? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's the whole point. You know, I mean, it's like not like you go like. It's not like saying, oh, my God. Better than you coming up to me going, oh, my God, the years have not been that's, good to you. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's, yep. You know, like, oh, the years have not been good to you. Oh, well, oh, it's, it's, it's you know, you haven't been taking care of yourself, have you? I mean, it's like something like this, like, yep, that's a nasty comment. But you look great. You can't say that. And the idea being is that it was a man saying that to a woman. You know, I mean, it's like it's like anybody who's out there listening right now who's taken the, the sexual you know, course at work, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that. It's just like if, if you know, I, if you show up to work in a new dress and I say, wow, you look great in that dress. I can't say that anymore because the, the uh, uh, you know, the, the flip side of that is, well, yesterday you didn't look good. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like, well, if I look good today because I'm wearing a dress or the whole connotation about the fact that, well, I'm wearing a dress when I wear my, my what do you call it? What do you call it? What do women call it? Pants. What, is that what you call pants? What do you call them? When you're not wearing a dress, you're wearing long, long, like a man. What are those? Slacks? What do you call them? Well, we call them pants, or we call them, depending on how tight they are, they could be called leggings, they could be called... Okay, well, but same thing. Slacks, they could be called... Right, um, but, but essentially, it's like, it's the same thing a man would wear. A man would wear pants, man would wear slacks, right? So if someone said to you, you know, like, well, you look great in that dress, you know, and then the 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 
thing they'd say well you know that's like saying you'd look even better out of that dress you know what i mean that kind of, you know what i'm saying it's like it's like it's like okay the only time that anybody's ever complimented me on my outfit is when they said shelly i love this but it would look much better with red shoes well did you and it was a man that said that well but did you take that as a compliment or an insult I did. No. I took it as a compliment. Well, but see, once again, I mean, you know, life, you know, you go through a day life, you know, I mean, so many things, you know, first off, there's, there's people out to get you, you know, I mean, face it, there's people out to get you, people out to get me. And I'm not saying personally, in my case, maybe it is personally. Uh, I do have, like I said, my buddy who sends me the next nasty texts all the time. You know, I send you these texts and you're going like, you know, have you ever met this guy? Nope. Never met him. <laughs> And, and and he insults me, you know. I mean, it's like, okay, wh- why do you do this? Why, why, you know, what have I done to you? I've done nothing to you. And I just don't get it. And and once again, the idea being is that, what's what do they say? Uh, 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 what's the deal about a pound of, sh- or, you know, a teaspoon of sugar is better than a, than a, a gallon of vinegar or what something like you know what you know you know what I'm saying something like that I didn't know it was vinegar but yes well yeah the idea being is if you walk onto a room and you meet somebody or you're doing business I mean like you know I mean I'm telling you when I'm out and about on a daily basis I always try to be very very respectful but for example I know someone I know two people women who've told me that when a man says to them thank you ma'am they get upset. And and the one person's told That's me well, because there's a certain connotation to ma'am. Well, don't she? One one person told me I won't. She'll remain nameless. You know who I'm talking about. And and she says she says to me, I hate it when people ma'am me. I go, well, that's like show respect. I mean, because that's that means you're a woman of a certain age. Yeah, but once again, if you, if 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 a military like if a guy in the military. You know, would like let's say yeah, you, I know you, they they will always call you ma'am or sir. Right, right. If you're working for the FAA, even Kimmy calls me ma'am. Well, well, <laughs> I'm like, really? okay. When you were working for the step F- monsters, much better. When you were working for the FAA, you had interactions, I would imagine, with the military from time to time, correct? Because yes, right, yes. because you were working with the military on navigational aids and things like that. Because the military uses, you know, the the you know the 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 same navigational systems, you know, for the most part that civilian people do. They do. So you had interaction. They have a special one uh, for military aircraft. It's right. Called. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I can remember, but I'm not going to say it. IFF. You know what IFF? No. It's a TACAN. Yeah, but IFF, you know, that's that's a, it's it's identify friend foe, but that's a whole other story. Okay, so when you were dealing okay. with with one of the military people, they would say they would address you as ma'am, correct? Yes, yes, they would. Because that, I got ma'am the other day. Somebody was picking up, and this woman was B A. I'm not kidding. She picked up this refrigerator. Yeah. That um, our refrigerator had gone out in the garage, and so I put it up on marketplace as for scrappers. Yeah. And she came over. She's just a little bitty thing, like five foot one. But she came over and manhandled that refrigerator and was able to pull it up and, and put it in her truck. But did she? I was impressed. Did she call you ma'am? Yes, she did. Did you? Were you offended by that? Absolutely not. That's once again, I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. But you know what? There's a lot of things I don't get. I don't get. That's true. There are a lot of things you don't get. <laughs> well, it is true. Well, but once again, the whole thing is with with somebody said somebody said the other day, 
somebody said, I can't remember what it was about 2020. It was the funniest comment. And God, I wish I would have recorded it. But it was to the point where it's going like, yeah, you know, true that. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole thing about like, and to think we celebrated New Year's Eve and this is what we get, you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I really had high hopes for 2020. 2020. I really did. But I'm here to yeah. tell you, 2020 has far surpassed oh. the icky scale but, of, of years but, but yet, in my it, life. But yet, here we go, okay? Yesterday, I heard the Democrats saying, whoa, look look at Trump. The, the, the economy's in shambles, okay? The stock market. Here, let's take a look They're, at this. They've got some culpability in that, let's well, no, no, be honest. But, but, but it's come. It's, there has never been in the history of our our American our American financial system the dow jones average has never gone up as quickly is that it's yesterday closed at 28308 okay and if you look at the if you look at the graph i mean here's the graph okay let me pull it up again here for 6 months okay in february it was uh, it's essentially right where it was. actually it was lower than it was right now okay then in in march it dropped down under 20,000. Great big, looks like like the Rocky Mountains here, okay? Now, it's like, so it's gone, it's gone up almost 10,000 points. August is the eighth month, March is the third, five months. It's gone up 10,000 points. The Dow Jones, or the S&P 500 set a record, I think again yesterday, I know it set one on Friday, same thing with the NASDAQ set a record on Friday, and yet the Democrats, oh, the economy's in terrible shape because of Donald Trump. Well, I think it's back well, where it I, was I five months that, ago. Um, you know? Goodyear had very much good to say about the uh, stock market. Why? Because Donald Trump mentioned it on, uh, mentioned Goodyear. Well, that was the, Do you remember that? Yeah, that's because and that. But see, once again, what he He's was like, I think we should all boycott well, Goodyear. But, but, but and well, is their stock plummeted? But but see, here's what's funny about that. You know, you, do you know the whole story on that? I do, but go ahead and enlighten us. An employee was taking their whatever they call it, their their indoctrination class or or, or retraining class or you know uh, you know your what do you call those goofy things? It's called it's called did, did, were they in trouble? No, no, no. It was just the normal thing. You can't it's say this. It's a refresher this. course. Well, but but it's the it's the what, what? Come on, what's the term for it? You know the the the. I don't. It sounds know. like. Two syllables. I don't know. I mean, whatever it is that you know, if you're an employee of a Fortune 500 company, they sit you in a room and they say, "No, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't say this. You can't say that." And they had all these PowerPoint slides up, and the guy took pictures of them. And one of them was, you know, it's okay to say Black Lives Matter. It's okay to say this. It's okay to say that. You can't say all lives matter. All lives matter are. Uh, you can't say Blue Lives Matter, and you can't wear a MAGA hat. You can wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, but you can't wear a MAGA hat. And this guy took a picture of that, and it got to, to, to Trump, and Trump essentially said, hey, there's Goodyear tires on the presidential limousine. I'm going to see if I can find somebody else who put new tires on. I'm going like, okay, only he would do that, right? Yeah, well, pretty much. Although people that follow him would probably do that as well. Yeah. Okay, 706. West Plus 107. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shelly. Uh, Shelly says to me, are you there? Hello? Shelly? She's not there. Okay. I'm here. Oh, no, you're there. Okay. Shelly says to me, is that a show tune? And I go, yeah. 
And she says, what's it from? And I said, it's from Hamilton. And she goes, like, it's from Hamilton? I go, yeah, it's a song they sing when they're having the duel. Go out with a bang. Bang, bang, bang. Get it? Yeah, I was too busy dancing. That's why I was back, like getting back on the air. Hamilton, show tune, duel, bang. Okay. <laughs> you don't get it. Okay, never mind. Uh, a joke that show didn't... Show tune, duel, bang. Get it? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. Explain the show two jargon to me. Okay. Enlighten all of us. Hamilton, the musical. Hamilton was involved in a, a duel. Guns. Bang. Go out with a bang. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen Hamilton, nor do I know what it's about. Uh, actually, it's about uh, a, a blender. About two guys that meet. on the One guy that, that meets another guy, and they meet on the beach. And they together they come up and they make blenders. They call them the Hamilton Beach Blender. Uh, anyway, the Shut <laughs> it's true. It's, <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> there's three brothers. That's AJR, Adam, Jack, and Ryan. And the last name is Met, M-E-T. Okay. Now here's here's the here's their what they're saying. Quote: We wrote Bang about the weird middle ground between being a kid and becoming an adult. A time when you're. That's really true. I'm sorry. Go. A time when you're doing all the things adults are supposed to do, but we don't feel grown up. The fact is, adulthood is bound to hit us at some point, so the plan we made in the song is to go out with a bang. Now, the video is sort of weird because, well, it's sort of weird, it's sort of interesting, it's well done, but all it is, the entire video, is them at a craps table, and the camera keeps zooming in and out, and there's people on either side of the craps table playing craps, um, you know, dice, whatever you want to call it. And every time the camera zooms in on the three brothers, the AJRs, uh, then it zooms back out. And the same people are there at the craps table, but they're dressed differently. You just and... went off the air, Brad. What's that? No, I didn't. I did. Oh, okay. On, yeah, I, it was me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think we were. I think we were off. Uh, anyway, um, the the um, they zoom in and out. And every time they zoom out, the people at the craps table are dressed differently. And that's the entire video. They just keep zooming in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And that's it. I'm going like, okay, not exactly sure what this is all about. But anyway, that's the video. And that's the song. And yeah, it was was, was from Hamilton. And that was the, the scene where they have the duel. Bang, bang, bang. Go out with a bang. Bang, bang, bang. Well, I actually liked it. And I, I made up this little, little uh, you know, step to go with it. Were you really dancing? Yeah, I was really dancing. That's why I was like to that song back to the air. Here, let me see. Let me find this. You know, I, I mentioned something. This is like maybe I'm, I'm like the super old guy because of the fact that I mentioned here. I got to do two things. Let me look at this. Yeah, Hamilton, uh, the duel between uh, Aaron Burr and Hamilton. It was fought at the what. We hawk in New Jersey between Vice President Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton, the former Secretary of the Treasury. It occurred early in the morning of July 11th, 1804, and was the culmination of a long and bitter rivalry between the two men. Burr shot Hamilton when Hamilton's shot broke a tree branch above and behind Burr's head. Hamilton was carried to the home of William Baird, where he died the next day. So that's, that's a joke. And didn't, that's not really from Hamilton. But, you know, anyway. <laughs> let's, oh, I would have thought, oh, okay. No, okay. Um, something that I briefly mentioned yesterday, and I, I get I get a whole different. I mean, once again, I try to be a guy who seeks out 
and and I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody else, but nowadays there are people that all they do is they they around, surround themselves with people who think just like they do, and they read things that you know echo their their sentiments and their political leanings and things like that. And I do just the opposite. I go out and I try to find. All sorts of things. Like on a given day, I will, like I'm on the air almost every morning, I go back and forth between CNN, MSNBC, and, and Fox. And uh, sometimes I'll pull up other sources, but it's always fascinating to me that here you've got, like, for example, probably I think most people would agree that the two big news websites in the United States are CNN and Fox. Wouldn't you pretty much agree with that? Yes. Okay. And what's interesting is, here, let's do it. I haven't done it yet this morning. Let's look at what the top story is on Fox. Sometimes you think, okay, are they like in different countries? Here, let's take a look at Fox and see what Fox, the top story is. And what. And we always kid about this. Uh, Senator Tim Scott urges nation to reject Biden-Harris ticket in deeply personal RNC speech. And if you know, uh, Tim Scott is a black guy. Uh, and he's a Republican, and he talks about all the fact that how he gets grief all the time that people say to him, you're a black guy, what are you doing as a Republican? Which is sort of an interesting comment anyway. And then we'll look at CNN and see what CNN says. And CNN, the top story in CNN is, GOP convention offers misleading case for Trump. Okay, so, uh, you know, one of them is saying, like, this guy made a great speech, and then CNN says, misleading case for Trump. And then it says, convention painted an impression of Trump at odds with the reality of most turbulent presidency in generation. Okay, I'm going like, okay, whatever. Oh, man. Oh, we got to talk about this, too. This deal with Jerry Falwell Jr.? Holy cow. Holy cow. Man, is this a bizarre story. Um Anyway, uh, let's take up where we left off yesterday. I'm listening to KWMU, National Public Radio, NPR, and they started talking about changes in fashion due to the coronavirus, and specifically women's fashions, how women have re-embraced the house dress. And you and the smartest woman in the world essentially said, well, that's a muumuu. Okay. It is a muumuu. Okay, so or a caftan, or a uh, lounge dress. Okay, so for guys like me who are not fashionistas, describe what a house dress slash muumuu slash what you call it caftan. Explain to me what that is. Have you ever watched Three's Company? Boy, it's been a long time. You don't remember Jack and Chrissy and well, Janet? I, do, but I can't remember what they were wearing. I mean, do you I mean, remember Mrs. Roper? No, I really, I mean, I, I remember who the character was, but I can't remember what she was wearing. Why Was she always okay, in a muumuu? Well, that defeats the purpose. She wore leopard all the time, and she wore muumuus a lot. Okay, so is it like, is it just like, like it's like a potato sack kind of it's dress? It's like a loose-fitting dress, and um, and it's it's very loose-fitting. It's loose-fitting everywhere, and it, you can, they can be very fashionable, but um, it, it gets you out of your pajamas, because they're not pajamas. It gets you out of your pajamas, and um, they're also called patio dresses and comfy housewear. What'd you say? A and patio dress? Patio dresses. Patio dress. Okay. You know, from okay. back in the 70s and 80s right. when people actually okay. uh, so, entertained on their patio and dressed for it. So long sleeve, short sleeve, no sleeve? It All the same. All of them. Most so, of them have short sleeves. Okay, but they can't have no sleeves, no and, they, sleeves. and they could have long sleeves. Well, they can, but that's not really... So if, the, if, if, if I were to go to a store today and I would say to the woman, 
um, if I can find a person that works in a store anymore, <laughs> if I were to say, help me, I need to buy a house dress, would it have no sleeves on it? It would have either sleeves or sh- no sleeves or short sleeves. Okay. and It could be pulled over the head. And the, and the length. zipper um, is with an easy reach or close. And um, Zippers in the back or zippers on the side? Sometimes the zipper's in the front. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, length. Where would it hit me if I were to wear a house dress? Where would what hit you? Me? The length. No. I mean, like, is it down to the floor? Oh, is it, it down to my knees? Or down to the floor? It would get a half calf or down to the floor? Uh huh. Okay. And loose fitting? Very loose fitting, yes. It is not, it, it's, it's, um, a lot of times people that can't dress themselves will get these. Okay. Uh, pockets. So most of the good ones have pockets, yes, but some of them do not. Okay, and usual type of material and prints. Cotton, and but you know it's it's coming back, and it, you know so therefore it's going to be it's going to m- metamorphosize into something new and fresh and trendy, and um, the but the fabric is one of the things. Um, it's either a great. Cotton or poly blend, or um, usually not polyester. Sometimes polyester, but sometimes uh, the polyester can get hot. And this is actually, and and they're adorned with um, different things. Like they have fun sleeves, or they have lace on them, like on the bottom. Um, Yeah, it's just that's it. It was back from the '60s. Now, would, 70s. would would you get, and if you had, you have one of these, then you have one or more of these? I do have one, yes. Okay, so would you wear it out in public? Would you get in your car and drive down to the Quickie Mart, or, or would you go to uh, shop at Schnucks in your, in your house dress? I would. Okay, now, if you had your choice between... Because I would also be adorned with regular things like hair, makeup, earrings... Okay, proper shoes. But would you proper shoes? Would you? <laughs> I, it's all about the shoes, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. A you. perfect pair oh. of pumps and the great a nice shade of lipstick can make a girl feel like she can do anything. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question and and just give me a yes no and we won't talk about it today. We'll talk about it tomorrow because I want to prep for this a little bit. But oh, you want to prep and you just give no 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 willy nilly. No, no, no. I want to make sure that this is okay. We talk about this. Um, okay. You told me the story yesterday about. You taking a young girl shopping? Yes. Can yes. we can we talk about that on air? Um, let me find out. That's why I brought it up. I want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, let me find out. We will not mention any names, but I okay. thought I thought it was fascinating what you told me. Okay. So really? So, oh yeah. I, I I did. I thought it was fascinating. And and quite honestly, I think this is going to be. You know, people don't know the backstory in this yet, but I think it was a tremendous compliment to you that you were asked to do this it was i was honored i was truly honored and um yeah it was and and i I just had the best time ever well it's just it's just like it's just like once upon a time i had a a woman who was a single mother who had all boys and she called me up one day and she said to me don't take this personal but do you scratch and spit and I go, yeah, I scratch and spit. I'm a dude. And she says, well, you know, my one son has been around me too much, and I'm afraid he needs to be exposed to scratching and spitting. Will you come over and pick up my son and do some scratching and spitting? So I went over and picked up her son, and 
we went out to uh, you know we went out to uh, Harbor Freight and looked at uh, you know uh, uh, you know socket wrench sets. We went out in the parking lot and we scratched and we spit and I took him back home. And she called me the next day and she said, "Oh my God, thank you so much." Yeah, it's it it's um <laughs> it's an honor, and it's not funny, Brad, because I believe what you did was truly just a you know you're just a good human you Come are on, man and seriously so that back to you that was a compliment for you that she felt comfortable enough to call you and um you know get some manliness for her son but you can't do that anymore Yes, you can. No, you're not supposed to. Just because they say you can't, not even know who not they are. To be a, you can do anything you want to do, it, clearly. It's Look called, at our country. These people are doing anything they want to do and getting away with it. It's called. You know, actually, hand, you know, spoon fed. It, so you can do anything you want to do. It's called toxic max, masculinity, you know, and you can't, you can't oh, do it anymore. No, please. We talk about this all the time. Look it's at, ridiculous. Okay, it's not, look at the generation never of said that, look at the generation like of movie That's stars. Well, look at the generation of movie stars that you and I have sort of been exposed to. When we were young kids, we were exposed to, you know, Robert Mitchum, John Wayne, um, you know, people like that. You know, tough guys. You know, I'm. You said that I'm gonna show you my knuckles. Boom. You know that kind of stuff. Okay, and then. You know, when you and I were growing up, we were exposed to a new generation. The Bruce Willis, the, yeah. you know, the Sylvester Stallone, uh, you know, the people like that. You know, like the, the you know, hey, 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 yo, Adrian, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. And now it's like all the TV shows portray the man as this bumbling idiot. Look at King of Queens. I know that's an older show. Uh, look at, uh, you know, all the things. Uh, you know, Everybody like, loves well, Raymond. Well, everybody loves Raymond. Which is an older show, but I never, ever liked him. Okay. He was so whiny. Okay, the the uh, the, the, the one, uh, even, even like The Simpsons. Homer's the bumbling idiot. You know, Marge is the smart person who's always, you know, bringing everybody back to normalcy. You know, she's the one that is sort of, uh, you know, the one who has the... the 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 moral compass, so to speak, in the right direction because everybody else in The Simpsons is all messed up, and she's the only one that you know. Once again, and it's like, okay, so what kind of a message is this sending to men and the kids growing up? I mean, I wonder because I got three sons, and I wonder about that. And you know, I mean, I wonder if I was a good role model for them. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I really do. And I'm going like, you know, my daughter, I mean, was I a good role model for her? I don't know. I think you were. I don't know if I was. I, it really bothers me sometimes. I didn't know you back then, but, but the way that you are now does not surprise me that you were a, an excellent role model for your well, children. I don't know if I was or not. I mean, after, after I read well, some of these. everybody is different when they get older. Yeah, but, but and that wasn't meaning to be a slam. It's just well, you know, it's like my stepdad. He had three bundles of kids. He was married when he went into the when he went to war, and then he had two kids with her, and they got the young dad, and then he got married again, and had two kids with that with that wife, and. They were married for like 25 years until his wife passed away, but they got a different dad. And he was mellow by the time I got him. Because well, that's like that's like when you met my old boss, Ron Grubbs. We went to his yes. wake. Remember, we went to the wake really at, nice what, at, at, at that bar there on Brentwood. And there were like like five sets of kids there from him. Same yeah. thing. Because he'd yeah. been married 82 times or something like that. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad was older. <laughs> 
So um, I, I call up yeah. Shelly and I said, Shelly, we're going to have lunch with my old boss, Ron Grubbs. And, and Ron at the time was what, in his early 70s? And, yeah. And, and Ron's looking Shelly up and down. He's giving her the checking out look. No, like he was. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. And, he was not. Men don't do that with me, Brad. Yeah, yeah, oh, he looked. He was looking you up and down. Anyway, so we sit down at lunch. He and wasn't everybody. The He's guy, just being silly. the guy, always had that. He, he always had that smile on his face. Remember, you know what I mean. He always had that smile on his face. He always he did. Had always that, have a smile. Yeah, right. Always had a smile on his face, and 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 he and when I worked for him, I was twenty five. He was thirty five when I first went to work for him. He's ten years older than me, and at that point in time, he was on wife number five at thirty five. Okay, so. He's married again several times. So we have lunch, and I say to him, remember that line? I'll forget it. I said, so Ron, and I knew who she was because she's in the radio business, and I said, what wife number is, or what wife is this to you? And he says, my last. <laughs> remember that? That was pretty cute, yes. <laughs> and I do remember and that. he was, unfortunately, correct. That was his last wife. But, you know, once again, he was one of those guys that had, and, and you know what? I think what's sort of interesting about that, what you just said, is that everybody sort of says, well, you know, the divorce culture really hasn't happened until now. Well, I mean, here's your dad who you was, you know, was, or no, your stepdad, right? Your stepdad? Yeah, but, but I mean, my, my parentals, like my mom, she was a single parent back in the 60s because she divorced my biological father. And she was a single parent back in the 60s for like 11 years. I was like 11 years old before she married my stepdad. And back then, that's not what you did. Oh, I know. I mean, it was very unusual. I mean, you know, you it didn't. Was. I mean, now it's people talking about, oh, my, you know, I, I'm, I was brought up, you know, my mom was a single mom. You know, I'm going like, man, didn't everybody have, didn't anybody have a father? I mean, were, were all the guys, you know, AWOL? I mean, were they all like, everybody you know. Everybody in my neighborhood had a father except for me. Well, but, but see, <laughs> see, sort of the same. It really did take a village to raise a Shelley. Sort of the same thing when I grew up. I mean, you know, I don't, I can't remember anybody that, uh, any of my friends that, I mean, you know, it was like almost all my friends were like the typical. I mean, like like my good friend, Craig Leaker, his dad, Walter Leaker. Still remember him. Walter Leaker, perfect example. My dad, World War II veteran, three bronze stars. My dad was in the Army. Uh, Craig Leaker's father was in the Army Air Corps. He was a B-17 navigator. He had trouble walking, you know, and because he still had shrapnel in his body from where, you know, the anti-aircraft rounds came through the bottom of the plane and caught him in the leg and the hip. And you know, and he's still, and I'm, and and this is what I grew up with because of that that era. I mean, almost everybody I knew, their dad was, you know, had been in the army or the navy or the or the marines, and you know, and all these World War II vets. And what was interesting was when they got together, they never talked about it. You know, they never said anything. Like you know, you know, and 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 to the point where it's like, okay, and I don't remember any of my friends ever being divorced. I don't remember any of that. You know, and it's just like, okay, so what happened? But yet. The situation was there was people like you because you know you're 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 about fifty years younger than me, um, and uh, you know I mean it's one of those things where you know you had a different different type of life, you know. Anyway, I did yes. I don't know where are we going. Uh, time to take a break. I don't know where are you gonna where are you trying to drag yourself dig yourself out of, Brad? <sighs> well, I have to be honest with you. You know what my problem is. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's my problem. I was I was snorting the white stuff last night. You know, if that was the case, <laughs> if I really thought that, I would agree with you. But you're like the most non-drug person I've ever met in my life. Shelly, Shelly is Shelly opens up her purse 
and it looks like hey. Walgreens in her purse. Okay, and like if you have like a hangnail, Hard she'll no. she'll say, "Oh, oh, I got a pill for that. You want this?" <laughs> Brad, really? Seven thirty-two. Yes, Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Seven thirty-seven. We together form the duo of BS in the morning, and B stands for Brad. That's her, and I'm Shelly. Exactly right. <laughs> Sometimes it cracks me up. I throw you something, and it's like one thousand one, one thousand two. <laughs> I have Shelly. Okay. Shelly. Yes, Brad. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Yes, I know. You have to talk into the microphone. I already know that. Got it, Chief. No, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Sometimes I worry about you, and please don't take this the wrong way. I'm just looking out for your, your, your good, but you ready for my question? Yes. Before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? <laughs> I actually did have to take a test like that for... Uh, the um, federal government, can, and I got tested on a regular basis. Can you believe he asked that to a black guy? I don't. I don't really think that wasn't a racial answer. Yeah, but but once again, think you know, do the flip test. If that would have come out of Trump's mouth and would have been a, been a black reporter, oh my God! I don't think he was thinking like that. I mean, I don't know the man, and I just know what I think I know about him. But um, but I don't think that that was a racial had any racial tone to it whatsoever i agree with you but nowadays you can't say anything to anybody without saying you know <laughs> yes i i realize that and that's that's very sad about our society right now oh man i mean like you know if you didn't hear us last hour there's a, a movement at mizzou first day of class was yesterday they're having virtual class this professor what was the guy's name i sent you the article what was it what was his name do you have that still um, Professor Poor, P O O R, I believe it was his name. Let me look at this. Where is it? Uh, yeah, here, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. A Mizzou professor under investigation for mask remark to student from Wuhan, China. A University of Missouri professor came under fire on the first day of classes after allegedly making a remark to a student from Wuhan, China. The student said they were from Wuhan, the city in central China, where the novel virus emerged last year. The professor said, "Let me put my mat. Let me put on my mask." according to a social media. Uh, the student posted that she thought that the comment was xenophobic and unnecessary because the class was online. Okay, once again, it wasn't the Chinese student because the Chinese student was a man. So um, anyway, she posted, and MU spokesman Chris Bassey said the university was aware of the incident and that the Office of Civil Rights and Title IX was investigating. Okay. Oh, man, man. You know, I have to tell you, I, I, I sometimes... I'm amazed at where we've been and where we're at right now. Someone sent me the other night, remember the, the, the TV show um, Married with Children? I do. Okay. Al Bundy. Right, Al Bundy. And that was the first, the first big hit on Fox, on the Fox Network. Matter of fact, that was the, the, the show that put the Fox Network on the map. And if you remember the whole deal, Al Bundy is in an unhappy marriage, and he's got and two. And he does scratch and spit. <laughs> he's he's a character, and he's married. What was her name? Peg? Is it Peg? I think. Yeah, Peggy. And and she's sort of a frustrated, you know, um, housewife. She's a leotard clad Stepford wife. Right. Exactly. That is is frustrated with her. Um, yeah. 
position in life. She's not happy yes. being married. She's not happy having two kids. So, okay. And he has a job. He's a shoe salesman. Okay. So this guy sends me this. He says, watch this and think about political correctness. Okay. And it's like all these bits from Al Bundy at the shoe store. And he's making fun and... And woman after in this in this little composite video, woman after woman after woman is, shall we say, um, a large lady. Okay, get what I'm saying? More voluptuous with a more mature figure. And he does nothing but make fun of them about their size, and you know, and he'll see like for example, the the, the one woman brings back a pair of pumps that she said broke. And and she's a large lady, and he makes the comment, "Well, they they only the shoes only have a two ton weight limit, you know." I mean, and I'm going like, "Whoa!" And people thought that was hilarious. Oh, and 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 one after another, and now this is over the course of like I don't know how many seasons, but there must have been twenty different bits on that on that video where he's in the shoe store, and the old lady comes in, and he's making just. You know, nowadays you'd go, oh my, oh my God, they were like over the top, and yeah, I'm going were. like, okay, so how come? And that was a, was was let me think, like, um, married with children. When did that hit the network? Eighty, sometime in the eighties, I believe. And let me look. No, maybe it was the nineties. Married with children. American television sitcom. Um, broadcast. 1997. Yeah, uh, 1987 ten, yeah, to 97. Yeah, 10 years. 80, uh, April of 87 to June of 1997. Longest lasting live action sitcom on Fox and the first to be broadcast in the network's primetime slot. In addition to the show's original run, one, one episode that was not screened on Fox when originally filmed on January 6, 1980 was aired on FX on June 18, five years after the series' conclusion. Uh, and let me think if they talks about here. It says, show follows his birth Chicago lives of Al Bundy, a once glorious high school football player turned hard luck women's shoe salesman. His lazy wife, Peggy, their attractive, dumb, unpopular daughter, Kelly, and their smart, I won't say that, unpopular son, Bud. Their neighbors are the upwardly mobile Steve Rhodes and his wife, Marcy, who later gets remarried to Jefferson Darcy, a white-collar criminal who becomes her trophy husband and Al's sidekick. Most storylines involve Al's schemes being foiled by his own cartoonish dim wit and bad luck. The series comprises 259 episodes and 11 seasons. Its song, Love and Marriage by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen, performed by Frank Sinatra from the 1955 television production of Our Town. The first two seasons of the series were videotaped, blah, 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 blah. In 2000, in, here, here we go. In 2008, the show placed number 94 on Entertainment Weekly's uh, new TV classics list. Uh, controversy. Here's the controversy. In 1989, Terry Rocalota from Brookfield Hills, Michigan, led a boycott of the show after viewing the episode, Her Cups Runneth Over. Offended by the images of an old man wearing a woman's garter and stockings, the scene where Steve touches... The, we can't go into that. Okay, after advertisers began dropping their support for the show, and while Ricolta made several appearances on television talk shows demanding the show's cancellation, Fox executives refused to air the episode titled 
I'll See You in Court. This episode would become known as The Lost Episode and was aired on FX on June 18, 2002 with some parts cut out. The episode was packaged with the rest of the third season, January 2005, blah, 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 blah. Ironically, viewers' curious curiosity over the boycott and over the show itself led to a drastic ratings boost in the example of the Streisand effect. Okay, here we go again. I'm going down a rabbit hole. Do you know what the Streisand effect is? That one, I have no idea. Okay, well, we'll save that for the next break. Okay, see, so so once again, this is what happens, okay? If you boycott something, sometimes the opposite happens. And people go like, well, I'm not going to let them boycott. I'm going to go buy that. You know, I mean, like, and how many times has that happened? Like, like for example, I'm telling you, like, and I'll give you one example. The National Rifle Association, okay? Anytime a politician comes out, and says, the NRA, like just like, for example, right now, the gal who's the attorney general from New York is going after the NRA, trying to get it disincorporated or thrown out of New York. I don't know the whole deal. Their membership goes crazy. People sign up. They, they you know, normally the membership's like, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks a year or something like that. They sell life memberships for like a thousand bucks. They like, like, bang, they sell a gazillion life memberships. People are like, I'm going to write that check. I'm just going like, okay, sometimes maybe you're better off not protesting. You know what I mean? Like, for example, the stuff that's going on right now in all the cities, Portland, Seattle, in your, in your, in your weirdest day, would you say, wow, I'd love to go see Portland. Would you want to go there right now? Not right now, particularly, although it could be like a Ferguson thing. Yeah, I know. I get it. It's actually, they think that it's the entire city of St. Louis, the entire county of St. Louis, when actually it is basically a two-block radius. But still, if I said 10 cities and I said, hey, Shelly, you know, I'm feeling good today. I'm going to buy you a round-trip ticket, and I'm going to give you four nights in a luxury hotel, and I'm going to list 10 cities. Pick your city. And if I said Seattle, Portland, Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, I mean, all those three right off the top, you go like, eh, keep going, <laughs> right? <laughs> San Diego, Las Vegas, Chicago, Las, Las Vegas, you know, like you know, Chicago. No, I don't think I want to go there. How about Miami? You know, how about how about Atlanta? You know, and you're going like, oh, no, I don't know if I don't want to go any of those places. You know, how about Poughkeepsie, New York? You know. It's just one of those things. And, and once again, what people don't understand is, is I say this all the time. Every time the St. Louis area gets nasty publicity, like with the pinky and stripes and all the other weird stuff that comes out, it's like people go, oh, man, that's St. Louis. Oh, that Missouri. Ooh, I don't think I want to live there. That's a terrible place. Terrible place. But yet, you know what? You come here. You live here. Real estate's cheap. You know, you live in a two hundred thousand dollar house here. That'd be a two million dollar house in San Francisco. You know, That's true. a three million dollar house in San Diego. You know, one point five million dollar house in Los Angeles. A ten million dollar condo in in New York in Manhattan. You know, I mean, which would be fifteen hundred here. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> you know, a thousand square feet in a condo here would be you know would be one hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something like that. And in Manhattan, it would be one point five million. You know, it's like, okay, you know, and, you know, once again, you got, you know, the, you know, the climate, yeah, I got some extremes like today, we're going to hit 95 and it's going to be 94% humidity, but you know what, next month it'll be better and, you know, things like that. By the way, I'm so excited to have Hillerman back on the air. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said I'm excited to have Hillerman on the air. They're one of our good sponsors. And, oh, and, yeah. So are they back? Well, they take the summer off because of the fact that typically people are not you know, planting things and stuff like that. They run, they run through about the end of August, and then they take 
July off, and then they come back on at the end of August because of the fact that people get back into you know it's lawn renovation season and people start to okay let's you know let's clean up the you know the the you know the the planter boxes and things like that you know and plant the stuff and you know and you know get everything ready for the the, the winter and trim the trees and you know put sod down and plant new flowers and bushes and shrubs and things like that so it always makes me feel good to hear them back on the air okay anyway we got to go seven forty nine Westplex one hundred seven point one it is BS in the morning. Shelly, 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 Shelly. You shouldn't have sent me that video. I'm sorry. Wasn't it funny? Oh, I didn't finish the whole thing. It was the it was the the recap of how bad a show Married with Children was. Oh my god, there's stuff in there that if they put uh-huh. if they put that on the air today, it I mean people would just have heart attacks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and what's interesting is they went after everybody. It was okay back then. Well, but they went after everybody. They went ever making fun of, 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 of immigrants, of, 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 of everyone. Everyone. No matter what your state or stature. Right. Everybody got made fun of. You know, it's to the point where it's like, okay, to it's just like it's just like watching it's just like watching Johnny Carson. If you watch some of these, you know, if you see on YouTube, you see some of these you know, these old episodes of Johnny Carson. You're going like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that you know and back then remember if you remember this i just remember this johnny carson used to always kid about the fact that that they had the nbc censor and i think he called her priscilla goodbody i think that was the name he used and and there were instances where i don't know if you remember this or not and i do remember this uh, you know way back when that women would come on his show in shall we say what today would be considered mild what back then was sort of like you know a little bit too much skin showing on women and remember there were women who complained that that mrs i don't know if that was a real person but miss priscilla goodbody would get out her needle and thread and 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 sew together some of the cleavage showing garments you know what i mean remember that yes yes i do and nowadays it's to the point where it's like okay do you have clothes on you know okay good you know are do you is your is at least 10 percent of your body covered okay that's fine (laughs) by the way have you have you heard this thing with the vmas the vmas the you know the video music awards are in new york and um, uh, some of the acts are not going because of the, the, the coronavirus. But the thing that some people are upset about is, remember, right now there's a 14-day quarantine period. If you were going to go to New York, you're supposed to quarantine. In other yes. words, if you're flying to New York, you're supposed to get a hotel room and hang out in a hotel room for 14 days. And then you can go out in the public. The governor, yeah, um, Hawaii is doing that as well. Yeah, the governor has, has given an exemption for any of the performers. The performers can come and they can fly in on whatever morning the show is going to be on and they can just do their stick and then leave. They're given an exemption. I'm going like, now hold on a minute. Now why is that fair? Why is it if you and I were going to go to New York, we'd have to quarantine in a hotel room for 14 days? But but they're talking about that Lady Gaga and uh, the, one of the big um, acts that's going to be on the VMA is going to be the duet of Lady Gaga and the Donut Liquor. And they're going to be doing a... <laughs> I'm sorry. Shelly gets so mad at me every time I talk about the donut liquor. I really do. I mean, it's so Shelly, 2005 Shelly, or 2015. Shelly stop says, it. says, would you stop calling her the donut liquor? We're talking Who about, said that? 
you did that. You know, the Ariana Grande. So that's, but, you know, once again, she was the donut liquor. So anyway, so all these people, the stars can go to New York, and it's okay for them to fly in and do their ding, their, their thing, and then leave. But yet you and I would have to stay in a hotel room for 14 days. Okay, what's wrong with that picture? You know what I mean? I mean, how do we know the stars? And they talked about that the two of them, Jay Balvin and somebody else, have already got the, the, the Charlie 19. You know, and they and they won't be coming. Thank goodness for that. You know, they're not going to show up because they're infected. Yes, that's good. I like that move. You know. But anyway, are you, are we done? Or you still have some time? I still have some time. Shelly's a busy woman. Busy woman. Busy, 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 busy woman. She's like, oh man. Speaking of almost almost catastrophe, you know. I don't know if I told you this, not this past weekend, the weekend before last. The grass yeah. at the transmitter side I was cutting was so high, I drove over something and my lawnmower dropped 10 feet into a hole with me. It wasn't a body, with, was it? With me in it. No, no, no. It was where, it was where a drain, there was a culvert there and I didn't realize the grass had grown up so high, I didn't realize where the, where the, where the grass stopped, there was a culvert. And then... Saturday, when I'm down there cutting the grass again, what do I run through? A area with wasps, and they swarm me again. I'm going like, oh my god! You love that. I hate that. Last time that happened, I ended up in the hospital. But that's a whole yes, other story. Yes, you did. But yeah. this time, Tiffany would be treating you. She's working day. She's. I was during the day. Is she working days now. Um, she is right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see. They pull me in on the gurney, and Tiffany, and she goes, "Oh man, I know this guy," you know. Just put, <laughs> yeah, just let him put, push put him, him out to the hall put, and let yeah, him sit put, there for a while. Put him back in the ambulance and take him somewhere else, right? Yeah. Take, <laughs> As he hitches. Take him down to McDonald's and drop him off in the drive-thru. Right. <laughs> it's 803. <laughs> Westplex 107.1. I'm sorry. You're such a man-child sometimes, Brad, that you're hilarious. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Come on, man. I love that line. I love that line. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees, and thank God you were a man. That's the. That's Where listen. did you get that? That really does remind me of Corinthian leather because it's it's never it's not real. Do you, do you, do you know who that is? Uh-uh. That's Leslie Nielsen. That's from a Naked Gun movie where he's talking about. Oh, of course it is. He's talking about the the. Uh, the character I can't remember her name in the movie but it's it's priscilla presley so you know and he goes through he goes through this whole long thing that's just part of this whole long explanation how uh, you know talks about how beautiful she is and, the, and then the very last thing he says yeah she reminded me of my mother <laughs> and it's like okay. Ooh, that's creepy. Sort of, that's sort of creepy okay Anyway, okay, so we mentioned this last hour, and I looked it up, okay? The Streisand effect, okay, you ready for this? I am. The Streisand effect is a social phenomenon that occurs when an attempt to hide, remove, or censor information has the unintended consequence of further publicizing that information, often via the Internet. It is named after American entertainer Barbara Streisand, who has attempted to suppress photographs of her residence in Malibu, California, inadvertently drew further attention to it in 2003. 
Attempts to suppress information are often made through cease and desist letters, but instead of being suppressed, the information receives extensive publicity as well as media extensions, as uh, such as videos and spoof songs, which can be mirrored on the internet and are distributed in file sharing networks. The Streisand effect is an example of psychologically rea- psychological reactance, wherein once people are aware that someone in- that some information is being kept from them. They are significantly more motivated to access and spread that information. Isn't that interesting? It is very fascinating, so, actually. So, like, we could say, here's, here's how we can make this radio station the number one radio station in St. Louis area. We could start putting things in social media going like, Shelly mentioned things about Pinky and Stripes this morning that nobody had ever heard before, and you won't believe what she said. But... She tried to say it on the air, but as soon as she said it, Brad turned off her microphone because of the fact that he didn't want that information on the air. So people go like, whoa, what was Shelly going to say that had Brad to turn her microphone off, right? Yes. Or, or <laughs> it would make it even better if today I go down to the courthouse and I file a cease and desist order against you. <laughs> And then against we get to, me. Yeah, against you. And then and then we could publicize For that. For what? No, no, but I don't know. You know, being, you know, your hair wasn't done this morning or something. I don't Wanting know. Wanting to throat punch you? No, 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 no. The idea being is is that oh. you and I sort of said, okay, Shelly, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make our show real popular. I'm going to go down to the courthouse. I'm going to file a cease and desist order. And then this afternoon, I'm going to put my Facebook page. Shelly insulted me so badly this morning on our BS in the Morning show. I went down to the courthouse and filed a cease and desist order against her. So then tomorrow, people go, whoa, whoa, they're having problems on here. Let's listen tomorrow and hear what's going on. Get it? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people have actually done that. Oh, you know they have. Only it's like well, I, it's, I've heard what What do you what do you think what they you, have going on and um I'm I'm done. What do you think about the here here's perfect example of this, okay? Perfect example of this is this Jerry Falwell Jr. thing. Have you heard this bizarre story? I haven't. Okay, Jerry Falwell Jr. is the 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 son of Jerry Falwell, who was the minister and what started what Liberty University, the whole bit, okay? And earlier this month, he he's the president of Liberty uh, uh, Liberty uh, University, and Liberty is a conservative. Um, people would say a right wing um, uh, university, uh, religiously oriented, uh, that was started by this father, evangelical leader Jerry Falwell Sr. And earlier this month, he resigned as the president. And people are going, okay, what's going on with this? Matter of fact, he asked the board on August 7th to take an indefinite leave and, quote, additional matters came to light that made it clear that it would not be in the best interest of the university for him to return from a leave and serve as president. So he supposedly resigned, but then he unresigned yesterday. Okay, the story is that his wife, Becky, years ago, when they were vacationing in Florida, she met a cabana boy. And, it, and her name's her name. Uh, her name. They were at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami, and she became. Uh, she she uh, uh, started a relationship with with Granda. What's his name? Granda Giancarlo, I think is his name. And, of course it is. Okay, and according to Reuters, he Granda and Becky quote had sex multiple times per year at hotels in Miami and New York and the Falwell's home in Virginia. 
and supposedly it's hard to find a good pool boy <laughs> i guess it is <laughs> and, and supposedly then he started uh contacting her husband jerry falwell jr and essentially he started saying hey i'm having this fling with your wife and you know it's not going to look good for you if it gets out so you know send me some dollars that's what that's what what Jerry Falwell Jr. is saying that he claims that this young guy is trying to extorted. right. He's blackmailing him essentially because he's having a sexual affair with his wife, and supposedly, you know, him and his wife have worked to get past this in their marriage, and he's stirring the pot, and so that's why this whole thing's happened. So then yesterday they had a meeting of the board with Jerry Falwell Jr. of Liberty University, and he resigned, and then he unresigned. And now this this Giancarlo guy says not only did did uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. know about what was going on, he was there. If you get what I'm saying. What? He was there. I get what you're saying. I think in the room. Ew. Watching. Ew, thank you for that clarification, Brad. I could have went all day without seeing that. You know, something you, you just can't unhear. You asked. <laughs> you know, well, so. I always ask you questions. You never sent, You so. never thought that it, it was necessary to answer me then. Okay, so here once again, being a guy, because I, I, how many times has the downfall of men been because of dalliances with women? Okay, so here's what I say. I say that we pass a constitutional amendment that no man can be elected to any office as of a certain date. Let's say 2024. As of 2024, no man can be elected to an office. Now, guys are still in office. They can, you know, they can go for re-election. But once they aren't re-elected or they decide they're not going to, you know, go for re-election anymore, they're out. So over the course of, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, we go from having mostly men, you know, who are in the Senate and the House of Representatives and state government. And, you know, although we have a number of women governors, um, you know, and I'm telling you, you know, that Mike Parson, boy, is he good looking dude. Mike Parsons? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. you get you get upset with me when I uh, uh, anyway. So I'll, I'll, I'll move past that because you'll get mad at me when I start talking about that. So Probably, any, anyway, yeah. the point being is that we don't have any men in positions of power anymore. It's all women because women never get themselves into situations like this. Women are good. They never cause, you know, they never cause, you know, they never have affairs with men. You know what I mean? I mean, they know, you know, they're not like, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, like Eric Greitens, things like that. That just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I mean, they don't they don't bring women over to their their house and, you know, tape them to the exercise equipment. You know, I mean, women don't do that. Men do. So we just get rid of all the men and we have all women government, you know, mayor. Of, well, we already have that in the city of St. Louis and we need a mayor. We need a county executive in uh, St. Louis County. And, you know, right. Nothing against Steve Elman. But, you know, when he's, he's he, this is his last term, he admitted he's not going to run for reelection. We need a woman in there. Sally Faith. Sally Faith would be a good county executive, don't you? Th- our county executive, don't you think? In St. Charles County, Sally I Faith. Think so. Or Kathy Duck. It was so sad. Kathy Duck. She'd be. Oh my God. She would be great as county executive. She she would actually. Or Nine and Allen and D'Angelo. I mean, you know, here's how Nina would go. Oh yeah, that girl would take no prisoners. Well, we'd show up at her office for a meeting, and she's okay. Drop and give me twenty, and then we can have our meeting. Because <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not making fun of Nina. Nina is. Ex-Army 
and she retired as a sergeant. And I had and a conversation. Nina is a BA. Right. And I, I had a conversation <laughs> recently with, with Nina where, you know, she, we were talking about how she would do things. And I said to her, okay, let's go back to your Army days and you're the sergeant. How would you deal with your, you know, enlisted people under you? Well, you know, and she went into the, this is exactly what I do. Okay, right. That's how we should handle things, you know. And well, but I, this isn't the Army. You know, I mean, it was a great conversation. You know, she's, she's a wonderful person. I'm not making fun of her at all. I have tremendous respect for her. I respect for, you know, it's interesting. The generation that you and I are in, there are so many women who were like the trailblazers. That, you know, I know women who were in the army like back in the 60s and 70s, and they tell these bizarre stories that would never happen nowadays. You know, I mean, like I, I know I know um, a lady who was one of the first classes in West Point, and I know a woman who was one of the I think she was the second or third class in the Air Force Academy. And, and you know what? You know, God, I should I shouldn't tell this story. But the lady I know from the Air Force Academy. Who shall remain nameless, one of our clients. You didn't know this, did you? I did not. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who it is now either because of what I'm going to say about her. She told me that when back in the day, when they first started letting women into the Air Force Academy, that men, when they applied for the Air Force Academy, just, you know, they had to be recommended by a senator or a representative or something like that. And they had to send in their application and their high school transcripts and all that kind of stuff. And the women had to do the same. But... They had to include a picture on their application, but men didn't. Oh, really? That's what she told me. She told me that's interesting. Yes, the men didn't have to have a picture, but the women did. And her comment was, "This is her." You know, once again, this is not me making this up. Her comment was, "They only picked the not so attractive women that are kind of unfortunate looking." Is that what they're saying? Yes. That if you were like the high school prom queen, uh, you didn't get into the Air Force Academy. But if you were like, you know, average, you know, girl, you know, maybe below average, you got in. Huh. And there was a reason for that, which shall remain nameless. (laughs) So, so, you know, once again, how, how have things changed? I mean, we've got, we've got, you know, women in the military who, there was just recently one, um, you know, uh, um, um, you know, Air Force um, woman com- combat pilot, first black female combat pilot, uh, and for a long time, the women were prohibited from being in combat. And you got T- Tammy Duckworth from our state right next to us across the river, um, who was a decorated combat pilot who was shot down in her Black Hawk, lost both of her legs. You know, I mean, you know, what an incredible person she is. And it's to yes, the point where it's like, it's like, God, that, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, like my dad, I mean, like in World War II, I mean, the women were, were they were either, they were, they were, if they were in the, the you know, the, uh, what, the wax, the women, Army Corps, the waves were the, were the, the Navy, they were essentially nurses, or they were like behind the scenes. Like, for example, did you know there were a fair number of women pilots in World War II? But you know what all they did was they just ferried aircraft from spot to spot. If they were like taking, you know, like if they needed to fly a plane over in from, you know, uh, United States over to England, they would sometimes have women do that. But they would never be in combat. Huh. They'd be like wax. Yeah. Well, but but once again, that's changed now. You know, I mean, like talk, yeah, talk to Nina. She can tell you stories. 
You know, I mean, talk to anybody, any women who've been in the military in the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, they can tell you all sorts of interesting stories about how things have changed quite a bit, you know. And some people will say for the better, some people will say for the worse, you know. I mean, it's like, it's like we talk, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. It's one of my stupid things, the, the, the law of unintended consequences. consequences. If, yep. someone, if someone comes along and says, we need to, you know, make it so that you can't make a right turn on a red light. Okay, fine. You know, and they come out with statistics. Well, there every year there's 350 people in the United States that are killed by making a right turn in red light, and their pedestrians are hit by cars and things like that. So we may need to make that illegal. Okay. Well, then what happens is, then there's tremendous traffic jams, and people smash in, smash in, smash in each other. You know, thinking you can still make a right turn in red light, and you can't. It's like the airbag thing is, you know, they put airbags in cars. Oh, it's going to save lives and ends up killing little kids because of the fact that women put the car seats in the front seat and the airbag goes off in a, you know, relatively, you know, uh, you know, low speed collision where nobody in the car would have been injured. But yet the kid is killed because of the fact the airbag goes off and whacks him and kills him because, you know, the car seat was in backwards. You know what I'm talking about? in the front seat and I do yeah yes. and and once again then they came like whoa and then there are people like myself who still has a broken thumb because of an airbag that went off and I had a car that had a bad accident in that had uh, that I hit a deer and I had a first generation airbag and as I was gripping the steering wheel as I realized I was going to hit the deer deer I gripped the steering wheel real tight the airbag went off hit me in the wrist broke my thumb through my head into my forehead and you could see the the like bruises on my forehead where my knuckles had hit my forehead okay so if i would have had a second generation airbag i would have gotten out of the car and go oh i feel so good i feel like i just had a massage but instead they took me out of there they cut me out of my car and put me on a backboard because the airbag whacked me in the head yeah you know you were you were lucky that you walked away from that, Brad. I didn't walk away from that one either. Brad, you really did in, in all, no, all, all no. intents and purposes. I did not walk away from you it. You walked away. No, yes. Were no. You, were you taken out I was wheeled. by the jaws of life? <laughs> I was yes. wheeled away. There was no walking involved. It was all, I understand that. It was all you're, wheels. You're taking that literally, and you know what I'm saying, so stop it. No, I didn't walk away from it, though, Shelly. I mean, walking away is you open up the door and you get out and go, God. You weren't sit there and didn't have 50,000 bones broken and you're you're just you were lucky just put it that way you were lucky and you should embrace that just three bones not i'm sorry just three bones not fifty thousand bones (laughs) (laughs) just three (laughs) you know yeah well you're just three saved your life i still am amazed by people that i run into and on how we get talking about this and talk about broken bones they've had and I've had people say, oh, I've never broken a bone in my life. I go, what? <laughs> I'm going like, how many times did, like when I was a kid, did my mom, I think the first arm time I broke my arm, I think was in first grade, you know? God, you know? I mean, and, and I think I've had, what, five or six broken arms? I don't know how many broken fingers, broken toes. You know, I break a toe about every other week, you know? Yes, I do. Isn't that terrible? No. Because, I'm sorry. Yes, it was terrible. Because oh, so terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. It, it, and it all cracks me up. Every once in a while, I'll see a video of like some factory, like in, in, in you know, some foreign country, and the guys are in there welding and and grinding sheet metal and and hammering on things, and they have like, 
you know, uh, you know, a strapless or strap T-shirt on, shorts and sandals. I'm going like, okay, United States OSHA violation out the wazoo. You know what I'm saying? You go through that, you know. It's just like yes. I, I I drove by a a tree crew the other day chopping down a tree, and the guys were out there in T-shirts and shorts, you know, no protective gear, no hard hats, no reflective vests or anything like that. I'm going like, how do they get away with that? You know what I mean? Um, it's called non-OSHA and no insurance or workman's comp. That's I guess what that's, that's what it is. I don't know what it is to the point where it's going like, how in the world did they get away with that? You know, because, I mean, you, you talk to anybody in the construction business who's been in for a while, they will tell you the story how an OSHA, you know, uh, inspector was sitting across the street with pair of binoculars and writing things down and then shows up at the job site. Okay, who's the foreman? Okay, I'm shutting this job site down. So-and-so doesn't have his fall protection gear attached. So-and-so doesn't have his hard hat on. So-and-so is wearing non-approved, you know, uh, he doesn't have steel toe boots. So-and-so's, you know, blah, 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 blah. You're shut down. You have, you know, 30 days to appeal and the fine is $150 million. Good luck. Okay. We done? Oh, it's 829. Have some real estate you want to sell? Patrick Devereaux buys homes, multifamilies, mobile homes, and land for a fair price.